I'm delighted to be joined in the downtown Denner again by Andy Bounds. Andy joined us in uh, within the first couple of weeks of lockdown to just talk about how businesses could potentially uh, get through the crisis. And he's with us uh, again today. Uh, Andy, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Frank. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. And uh, week 11 now of the lockdown, and I think we're all getting a bit fed up with the... Um, living at home bit and working from home and self-educating of the kids and all that sort of thing but nonetheless we're, we're getting there uh, and what I wanted to do today mate was look at the top five tips that you can give to businesses who are now of course slowly but surely getting back into let's describe it as the new normal for now mm -hmm. and what they can be doing to increase sales, increase pipeline, all that sort of good positive stuff so that they can potentially hit the ground running uh, from now on in. So um, before we do that, a little bit about your background, Andy, so that people know uh, the context of the conversation. Okay, so thank you. So my job is to help companies sell more, really. That's all I do. Um, and I used to do it in the old days at things like speaking at conferences and actually going to my clients, whereas now I basically have just been doing webinars nonstop for 11 weeks. And it's funny, if you ask my clients what my job is, they say, oh, he helps us sell more. If you ask my kids what my job is, they say, daddy just shouts at his computer in a very cross voice. So um, I think I know which of those two is right. <laughs> And as we've gone through this process, I know that from the Tuesday tips email that, that you send out, and again, I would urge people who have not done so yet to subscribe to that because there are some great hints and tips that come out every week. You've really been honing in on how people can get through this challenging period. Um, so what's the, the first tip that you'd like to give us today? Okay, so um, at times like this, um, building rapport, building trust, because um, obviously you need those things if anyone's going to buy anything. It's always been important, but it's essential now. Um, so you need anything at all that you can find to accelerate trust and accelerate rapport building, because even if you aren't rattled, pretty much all your customers are. Mm -hmm. So if you speak to someone, you go, how are you doing? How are your children doing? They're a bit like, shut up. So you have to accelerate trust. And the easiest way to do that is through referrals. So if someone wants to um, have a conversation and do a sales pitch to my dad, then by all means, try and cold call him. But you've got no chance. He's in lockdown. He doesn't want to be doing that. But if you have a chat with me and say, could you recommend me to your dad? And I'm happy to do that. Then when you speak to dad, you'll say, hi, Peter, your son Andy suggested I ring you. And straight away, you've accelerated trust because my dad goes, oh, yeah, Andy said I'd ring. How are you? And you're straight away. So the first tip I will give to anyone listening this is to actively ask for referrals. Um, because no one's going to give you referrals at the minute because they're rattled themselves. So what you do is you look at your client list or your contact list and you look at someone who likes you a lot. Let's call him Frank. And then you have a chat with Frank and say, Frank, I'm really hoping to speak to a couple of law firms. Um, you know loads of people. Who do you know who works in law? Hopefully you say, I know so-and-so. And I say, Frank, you couldn't just do us a favor, could you? Could you put a good word in for me? You do that, and I've accelerated trust with a total stranger. Either that, or I just like mail bomb loads of strange lawyers and it won't work. So the first tip I can give to anyone is ask for more referrals. And the simple way to make sure you do that is bang a half hour diary entry and once a week, which is called ask for a referral. 
that's it. You just do it once a week. You ask for a couple of referrals a week, and all of a sudden you've asked for, if you'd done that, you would have asked for 22 referrals in the last 11 weeks. Well, that's going to lead to sales for you. Brilliant. Okay. I think that's common sense, but nonetheless, loads of people don't do it. Yeah, it's not common and, practice and, at and all. Exactly. I think you've, you've often used that phrase, and I think it's so true. You know, lots of people will be sat at home now watching this thinking, why haven't I been doing that? And it is a case of just making sure, as you rightly say there, Andy, of having that as a task, isn't it? Because if it's just something you say, oh, I'll, I'll ask for a couple of referrals next time, I think, you're not really going to do it, are you? The important point there is put it in your diary as a task and make sure it's actioned. Yeah, you're dead right. I mean, there's two things you need. Um, if you want to change the way you live your life, I find two things you need. They're both beginning D. Number one, put it in your diary. And the other one, have discipline to do it when it comes up. Because it could come up next week and you go, oh, yeah, I'm dead busy. And you press dismiss. Um, so you have to have the discipline to do it. The way I find I need discipline, because I'm pretty ill-disciplined, really, is I have to be accountable to someone else. So I have a wonderful PA, Emma. If I've got something in the diary which she knows I might just press dismiss, I know she'll say, did you do that? Did you do that? Did you do that? So if you know that you're not going to put it in the diary, put it in the diary. And if you know you're someone who lacks a bit of discipline, get Emma or someone to say, did you do it? And then that way you definitely will do it. I know it sounds obvious, but like nobody does it. But if you did it, you instantly elevate yourself ahead of pretty much everyone else. Brilliant. Okay. And tip two, Andy? Tip two is about making sure your energy levels are good. Now, this sounds tree-huggy and nonsense, but if you're a bit um, lethargic or you can't be asked, you're really going to struggle. Um, now, I've been working from home for like 17 years. Um, I've had my own business for 17 years. So without realizing it, I've become a bit of a veteran at this. And I know what it's like. Sometimes you wake up and you just can't be asked. It's not your fault. You just can't be. And you think, shall I ask for a referral? <sighs> nah. What shall I do? Oh, there's nothing to do. Shall I watch telly? Oh, there's nothing on. Well, shall I go on the internet? Oh, there's nothing on that. Of course there is. It's the internet. But you just get into this. You can't be bought. And so you've got to give yourself energy. And the trouble is that when you're at work, you get energy thrust on you just because of the variety of the office. A phone will ring. Someone will laugh. Someone will interrupt you. And although it's annoying, it stimulates variety. But you don't get that at the minute. You have to artificially create variety to give yourself energy. So every hour without fail, I've actually got it in my diary because otherwise I won't do it. <laughs> um, I'll get up and I'll like just walk around the house or I'll go in the garden or I'll play with the kids or I'll go on the trampoline or I might just type Michael McIntyre in YouTube and watch that for five minutes just to give myself energy. So if your energy levels aren't good, you're knackered. So we do things like in our house, we have no-go areas. So I'm not allowed to talk about work in certain rooms of the house, which is good because if I want to get away from work, I'll go in those rooms. Um, we have certain rules that we can't talk about work after 6pm uh, we have certain rules that if I'm doing work in the office and the, and the doors are shut the kids can't come in I mean it's just like little tiny things like that I also always do a to-do list the day before because if I wake up thinking there's nothing to do it's very hard to be creative if you wake up in that mood but if you're giving yourself a to-do list it's dead easy because you've already written it so second rule, give yourself energy. Don't just assume life will throw energy at you like it would in the office because it won't. You have to do stuff to build your energy. Excellent. Good stuff. Uh, and again, Andy, I think a couple of key points to pick out from your remarks there. To-do lists, so important, aren't they? Because as you say, it again comes back to that discipline 
to make you do stuff. Uh, and secondly, uh, the point that you made there, I thought was a great one. And we've sort of started to introduce these working from gradually as the weeks have gone by because you start to learn the discipline and the, the new things that you need to be able to do when you're in that new environment. And again, that's a key thing, isn't it? Yeah, because you're not at home anymore. I mean, people have this phrase about working from home. But do you know what I'm finding most people are doing, Frank? They're not working from home. They're living in work. Yeah. yeah? So you know your lovely, happy place that used to be home. Well, now you fucking hate home because you're doing <laughs> work in it all the time. Yeah, so like, you, like work from home, don't live in work. Like compartmentalize your house. Like rooms are for work, times are for work, but the rest of it, it's home. Work from home, don't live in work. That just is not sustainable. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant advice. Um, so, Andy, we're on to uh, already point number three. God, we're hurtling we're through just these. flying through these. And it is the one that anyone listening to this will be going, who's seen me before will be going, he's going to mention afters in a minute. Well, here we go. <laughs> um, so, your job, everyone, is not to do stuff. It's to make your customers' lives better off after you've done it. So as I said, when I introduced myself, I don't say I'm a consultant. I said I help my clients sell more because that's what happens after me. Um, if you go in downtown, you're not a member of a club. What happens after joining it is you meet new people and your business grows. So you're not a membership club. You're a business growing, helping thing. That's what downtown is. So you might be an accountant. I don't see if you as an accountant. I see someone who might be able to um, accelerate cash flow for me following the lockdown. Um, you might see yourself as a lawyer. I don't, but after working with you, I'm not going to jail. So you're a marketing agency, maybe. No, you're not. But after working with you, I've got more leads, which I really need because I'm just coming out of lockdown. You might think you work in IT. No, you don't. You help me work from home. So nobody wants the profession that you are in. They want what happens after you've done your magic. And I strongly urge every single person listening to this to think, why are our customers better off after we've done all this? And come up with a list of 10 of them, 20 of them, whatever it might be. Because if you see your job like I used to think one of my jobs was to be a conference speaker, well, that means my life's over because there's no conferences anymore. But if I see myself as a sales increasing thing, my life's just starting because everybody needs sales in a lockdown. So if you think your job is to be an accountant and stuff like that, you probably think your life's over. But if you think it's your job is to help people free up cash or get their hands on cash, following a lockdown, my word, you'll be busy. So there's some more homework, everyone, as well as changing your diary and giving yourself energy. Just list the main 5, 10, 15, 20 afters you provide. You'll quickly realize how important you are. So uh, Andy, again, just summarize that comment and tell me if I've got this wrong, but you want some people to focus on what they can deliver. Absolutely. It's not what you do. It's what you cause. I don't want an accountant who bangs on about preparing tax returns. I want an accountant who says, Andy, I can cause you to pay less tax. Yeah. So that's what you want. It's not what you do. It's what you cause. But once you start looking at this, right, you can review anything. You can look at your website homepage. Does it say we are chartered accountants or does it say we can help you free up cash? You know, um, have a look at your proposal. Did it say, thank you so much for allowing us to submit this proposal. We're just so honored to be asked. Or does it say, as promised, there are three ways you can free up cash and this is how we'll do it for you. So your job is, is not just to focus on what you cause when you think, but it's what you say, it's what you write. Everything has to exude. Every time I talk to Frank, my life is better off as a result. And that's the same for anyone listening. Great. 
Okay. And now uh, it's tip number four, please, Andy. Tip number four. So the very clever people will be thinking, how am I going to remember this? Well, I very cleverly, Frank, it took me hours to do this. I got the initial letter spelling a word and the word is reach. All right. So it doesn't mean anything, but at least it's memorable. So the R was referrals. The E stood for energy. The A stood for afters. And the C stands for customers. What I would strongly urge everyone to do is um, have a look at your list of everyone who's bought from you in the last year or two. So get your customer list. If you've got someone who's in charge of your data, get someone to print out a customer list. The very first thing we did in lockdown is I said to the person who's in charge of looking after our customer accounts, for me, I want a list of every single person who's bought from us in the last two years. And then the reason I do this, Frank, is because it's easier to talk to people who are already giving you money than people who've never given you money before. And then what I then did is I got in contact with all of them. Now, you know that what they say, all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Well, with respect, all customers are equal, but some are more equal than others. So the ones who are super equal, uh, I run them up. Uh, and everybody else, I sent them an email. And all it was was just like, um, how are you doing? How are you finding it? Um, if you want, we can just jump on the phone, five, 10 minutes. I'm happy to give you some free advice, whatever you need. And so every single person who's given me any money whatsoever in the last two years had that communication from me. Um, nearly all of them took me up on my offer. So I therefore had absolutely loads and loads of conversations with people who in the past had given me money. And you'll never believe what happened in some of those calls, Frank. Uh, they said, oh, actually, could you help us with this? Some of them said, we furloughed our staff, so we don't need your help. I said, okay, that's fine. But I was talking to someone else who furloughed their staff. Here's a couple of things you might like to do. So income is still coming in, even though your staff aren't there. So at the end of every single phone call, every single one, my customer said, I'm really glad I spoke to you, Andy, which was nice. So that's what some people call customer care. It's what some people call proactive marketing. It's what some people call selling. But you know what? It absolutely is not sitting on your backside and hoping people ring you up. So another dead easy thing to do, just have a look at anyone who's ever given you money and give them a ring and ask how they are. Don't ring them saying, would you like to buy something? You know, ring them up and ask how they are. Ask if there's anything you can do. Offer them some advice. And do you know what? I am sure, unless you're very unlucky, some of them will say, oh, as you're on. And that's what you call sales. Great. Uh, and the thing is, Andy, at this moment in time, uh, I'm not necessarily saying this applies to everyone, but lots of people are welcoming those conversations, aren't they? Because it gives them a, an additional contact from the outside world. And it's just good sometimes to be able to have that conversation. It's good to talk as the old BT advert. It is, yeah. And, that, um, and the E of energy, it gives other people energy as well. You know, you have actually given them a break in their day. You know, so maybe they woke up and they hadn't done a to-do list and they thought there's nothing on the telly and then you ring them or they get an email. So no one is going to mind you reaching out. And the reason that I love, love doing this is there is no downside that can happen because the worst that will happen is I'll send an email and they won't reply. They're not yeah. going to say, how dare you email me to ask how I was, you know, so it can't do any harm. That's the worst that happens. Nothing. Yeah, well, nothing was happening anyway, so I'm where I was. But the best that happens is they go, oh, thanks for the email. I'm fine, thanks, and all that good sort of stuff. I know it sounds obvious, but again, people don't do it. And before people say, I haven't got time to do that, I'll probably rock out my two Ds. Well, put it in the diary and get a bit of discipline, and all of a sudden, you can do it. Okay. 
Now, what's the H then, Andy? The final oh, T. Oh, here we go then. The H, I mean, it's similar to this, but the H just stands for help. And what I mean by help is two things, offer it and ask for it. And it is absolutely okay for anyone here to be a bit rattled with what's going on at the minute. You know, unless you were someone who was on Zoom 30 hours a day three months ago, your life has changed, you know? So it's okay to ask for help. And the way I find that people ask for help, it's a bit like how people buy burglar alarms. My understanding is most people buy a burglar alarm just after they were burgled. Yeah. And probably a better time to buy it is just before. And I tend to find the way that people ask for help is just after they should have done. You know, so it gets to crisis point or people sort of can ring up like when they're really in a bad way. So what I would urge you to do is if you are feeling a bit stressed with this, possibly your stress is not going to get better tomorrow. If anything, it's going to get worse. You're more likely to be burgled tomorrow. So don't hold back asking for help. The best time to buy a burglar arm is just before you get burgled. The best time to ask for help is just before you need it. So have a think about everyone you know, who you like, who you value, who you respect. I mean, heavens above, if you can't find any of them, I'm nice, ring me up and we'll have a chat. Um, and I don't want anyone to feel isolated by this. It's very easy to feel isolated. Um, someone said something to me that was dreadfully sad. They said the other day, I'm sat at home, in my home, with my wife and my children, and I've never felt as lonely. I've got a foot, could have cried, you know, because that is, that is the time when you shouldn't feel lonely. But they've ended up living in work, not working from home, and they're feeling lonely. So ask for help, offer help, anything you can. So, the, I mean, the help in many ways is most important. I wish reach began with H because I would have started with that. <laughs> but if you diarize to ask for referrals, that's the R. Make sure you build your energy and do what you can to build everybody else's energy. If you've got colleagues, do what you can to build theirs. Focus on your afters. It's not what you do, it's what you cause. I don't want a bloody accountant, but I do want some more cash in to pay less tax. Um, speak to your customers, offer them help and ask for help. I promise you life will be better tomorrow than it was yesterday. And also probably your sales will too. Fabulous. Andy, as always, excellent advice. And Thank if you. you follow those five tips, it will only enhance your business. So please take those uh, tips on board and follow uh, what Andy said today. Andy, for those people who perhaps are still uh, not convinced that they've got enough in their life to do, um, one of the first things that introduced me to the wonderful world of Andy Bounds was uh, a fabulous book that you'd written. And I know you've, uh, you've followed that up. Tell people where they can get more of Andy Bounds uh, if they go on to Amazon, because I know those books are still available, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So if someone wants to read up um, on the stuff, um, Amazon's good. So you just type in my name is Amazon. You'll see there are three books um, the first one is all about the afters. So the A of reach was afters. So if people are interested in that, the first book's called The Jelly Effect. I was going to call it The Afters Effect, but that just sounded like a hangover <laughs> or something. So the publisher said, don't be doing that. Uh, so we call it The Jelly Effect. That doesn't make any sense either. Um, so if you want to read more on afters, that's good. If you want to be better at um, communicating, the middle one, that's called The Snowball Effect. That's called, it's called Snowball because you get better and better. And the final one, top dog, that is if you're talking to people who you're a bit scared of, like scary customers or scary bosses or scary husbands and scary wives. And what that does is it helps you become the equal of them. So there's books, but you mentioned before Tuesday tips. If anyone sends me an email, andy at andybounds.com, just send me an email, call it tips. So andy at andybounds.com. 
and I'll sign you up. And that way, I'll send you a little email every Tuesday giving you a tip. You're very welcome to them. They're free. The book, unfortunately, you've got to pay a bit. But not really, because Amazon always discounts them too much, Frank. <laughs> um, but the tips are free. So it's Andy andyandybounds.com if I can help with that as well. That's terrific. Andy, as always, great speaking to you. Thank you very much. It's nice um, to see you, Frank. Yeah, and as I said last time when we, uh, we spoke... It'll be good to see you in the flesh in the not too distant future. Yeah, I thought by now we, yeah, I thought by now we might have been planning that, but uh, we, we may be some way off yet, uh, but hopefully not too far away. So great to see you today, mate, and uh, thanks very much for that really helpful, useful advice. Now you're welcome. Cheers, Frank. Top man. Thanks, mate.